Spark innovation across your federal agency with IT hardware, software, and services from Connection Public Sector Solutions. Your technology procurement challenges will meet their match as Connection's dedicated account managers offer exceptional customer service, and our extensive list of supported federal contracts means you'll always get a price that works for your budget. Learn more about innovation for your agency with Connection Public Sector Solutions at connection.com slash fedcontracts. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber, signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. Welcome back to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I'm Baxter Colburn. This is Simon Provan. All right, Simon, we have a very unique and exciting opportunity here on Two Up Front to get to chat with somebody that knows a thing or two about the soccer world, especially from an American perspective. Who are we able to be joined by now? Oh, we're very, uh, very honored to be joined by Fox Sports uh, sports commentator, analyst, all kinds of things, Mr. Rob Stone. Welcome to the show, Rob. Baxter, Simon, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, we appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule, Rob, and I know that uh, right away we kind of want to jump into things with you uh, in terms of some of the things that are happening in Major League Soccer right now. We know that uh, the expansion seems to be the, the word of the year with all the teams that continue to be added to the league, but if you had to give a, a brief summary of kind of the state of Major League Soccer right now, what exactly would you say to us? Um, I think it's in a really good place. For, I mean, I think it's been a good place for a while, but I feel that at the moment it's kind of without major issues hanging over it. Um, my good friend Alexi Wallace and I, we carpool into work together, and you know, we both have this deep passion for MLS and want to see it succeed, even though we are very aware of, of the warts that exist with it. And we were talking the other day how, you know, in past off seasons, there's always been one or two nagging issues out there, whether it was labor or uh, a stadium issue or what's happening, you know, with players and things like that. And this year, this off season, we're kind of struggling to find something that's really problematic. Uh, you know, you could say, hey, we need to we need to resolve this Miami expansion issue. You know, that, that's kind of a luxury problem, if you ask me. Um, you know, we lose Obafemi Martins to China. Well, if they're going to overpay for a guy, this is what you do in the business world. So <laughs> I, I feel like MLS is, is in a is in a really good spot. Yeah, uh, right now as they enter that 21st year, and um, you know, as you mentioned, expansion is the big, the big talking point, and um, I think there's a lot of people out there who are, who are a little worried that maybe they're expanding too quickly. Uh, it's tough to walk away from that cash that's sitting out there if somebody wants to invest in your league uh, and and bring this wonderful sport to to a town near you. Uh, but outside of that, I think MLS is is maybe as solid as it's really ever been in its brief history. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And, you know, I, I know a lot of people are concerned, um, thinking back to the original NASL days of, of that league, overexpanding way too quickly. Um, mm-hmm. At the same time, I think one of the things that people don't understand when they compare those two leagues is is how much more solid of a, solid of a foundation that MLS has compared to the old 
NASL. Yeah, that's definitely, I think, one big thing that you hear about. And folks are still kind of a little worried about it. They're like, why do we have so many tiers of American soccer? We don't have promotion relegation, which I know can be a debate for, for many hours. But I feel like, especially with Major League Soccer right now, they seem to have it figured out. Don Garber has done a fantastic job of kind of getting all his ducks in a row. And they're expanding, which is a good thing, but they're not doing it too quickly where you're, like you mentioned, Simon, with the NASL, where it was like, oh, wow, they're going a little too fast. And then it kind of blew up. But the investors seem to be there. The 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 want to have an MLS team is there. We hear about rumors all the time of St. Louis, San Antonio, and all these other cities as well. Louisville, I know, is another one that everybody seems to want an MLS team right now, which is good, and that's how it continues to yeah, grow. Yeah, great, great problem to have, right? I mean, that, that certainly wasn't the case back when, you know, St. Phil was basically uh, propping up the entire league and owning, you know, half of the teams, right. uh, essentially. So, yeah, th- this league has come... Uh, a long way in a, in a positive sense. And, um, yeah, you, you know, you guys are, are absolutely correct. The fact that people want to be involved and, and wealthy people and, and movers and shakers in this world, not just domestically but internationally, that they realize what a great opportunity uh, this league presents them. Uh, I, I take that as a as a massive, a massive positive. Yeah, I'd agree with you on that one. Yeah, you know, Rob, it's, it's interesting, too, going to back what you were saying about how um, this season, there, this offseason, there doesn't seem to be much to really – hammer on about. And in fact, one of the things that I noticed this offseason as compared to last offseason is the league, I'm a, I'm a Portland Timbers guy myself and looking just at the Timbers, the amount of transfers that they've made out of the league and actually, you know, making money off of these players versus last year, all the American players coming back yep. and, and teams having to pay transfer fees for that. Um, I'm curious, speaking of that, if you have any insight onto. uh you know, any transfers that you think may happen down the road? No, I, I really don't right now. You know, I think the next real important wave will be in the summer, you know, when when the leagues in, in Europe and whatnot start wrapping up and guys say, you know, it's time for a new <clears throat> adventure, a new endeavor, and, and the MLS teams kind of get a better sense of where they are. But, you know, you do forget that, you know, the Galaxy have made a lot of moves uh, this offseason. It's kind of unfair, honestly. <laughs> World Cup vets that just, you know, it's, oh, oh, by the way, here's Nigel Sihong and, and Ashley Cole. And, um, you know, my, my partner, Brad Friedel, was out of the Galaxy practice the other day. And he said, man, these guys look good, you know, and, mm. and, and they're motivated to play and to kind of prove their worth again. And, and MLS and the Galaxy got them at a, at a real good price uh, as well. But, you know, I, I think that the whole transfer concept is kind of cyclical you know i think you go through a buy stage and then you go through a sell stage and then it's time to buy again um and you know right now this is a good time to sell because the market is really is really high and people are paying a lot of money i mean just look what china is doing right now and right um, if they're gonna throw some silly money out your way uh you'd be silly to not jump on it exactly and you you talk about selling a guy like obafemi martins too for you know as much money as seattle will receive for him they can turn that around and find some good mid to high level players in major league soccer or maybe in some other lower leagues too that they can bring in and develop and really showcase you know what those players are doing now you did mention the whole fact that transfer season is a big deal I, I wonder, is the, the narrative that Major League Soccer is a retirement league, is that is that finally starting to go away a little bit? Because you do hear about some of these younger guys that are internationally you know, acclaimed or are starting to come up in their you know, own countries and now wanting to go to Major League Soccer. I feel like we're starting to, to slowly move away from that retirement league status, or are we still kind of stuck there? It, it, I, I wouldn't say we're stuck there, but it, it's certainly still an element. You know, when, when Ashley Cole comes here and he can't even get on you know, the field for Roma, you know, the, the retirement talk comes up. And, you know, the fact Steven Gerrard says this is my last season, well, you know, this is 
<laughs> that's retirement talk, if you ask me, you know. But you're right. Um, you know, I, I, that's why I thought the Giovinco signing from Italy last year for Toronto was so massive because you have uh, a player in his 20s who can still play at the high level and is playing for a national team that is, you know, a legit national team, not just some <laughs> country that you maybe stumble on late at night watching some game. I mean, we're talking Italy here, right? And this is a young man who said, I can still play for my national team. Um, yet I'm going to I'm going to do my club activities here in North America and I think he's going to be a bit of a groundbreaker. And along, um, you know, along with that that he's had there there's going to be more and more players out there who are going to say, "Well, wait a second, you know, why can't I live in the United States? Cuz so many of these players do want to come here. Why can't I live here and play here on the club level and yet still re- represent my nation?" Uh, I think you're going to see more and more of that type of talent. Those are exactly exactly the type of guys that, you know, MLS brass wants in their league. Right, and then, you know, one of the things, too, along with that, speaking of Giovinco, is even the Italian national team coach at the time had said, hey, you know what, pretty soon people are going to be elbowing each other to get into that league with, uh, with how it's yeah, growing. Yeah, get in, get in now while you, while you can, right? Right. And make your connections and, uh, and start selling. I mean, you know, Nigel Young is a young cat, you know. Um, there's a lot of up-and-coming talent still in MLS. I think the, the Jordan Morris story is fantastic, and it's, it's only grown the last couple of days with Martins being transferred out and, you know, a big, a big forward roadblock right in front of him and the playing time department has been moved out of town. So I, I think that, you know, creates a, a bigger and better opportunity for Jordan Morris to, to see more playing time in his first season uh, as a professional and being paired up with Clint Dempsey. I just love that, you know, the old guard and the new guard uh, coming together. Uh, I think that's going to be a real interesting storyline uh, through the course of MLS's campaign. Yeah, speaking of Jordan Morris and Clint Dempsey, Rob, uh, of course it's a perfect transition you set up there for us to talk about the U.S. national team. And, you know, there's the team for the first time, I think, in f- ever won both their January camp games, so we saw some positives out of that. Um, but we can't lie and say since the World Cup has ended that it's been a bit tumultuous with uh, <laughs> with Klinsman at the helm. We could um, use multiple words to describe that, but we don't want to you know turn this into a bash. Klinsman right? No, segment. no, not at no. all. No, no. I'm just I'm just curious again. You know, with with your connections that you have, if there's any insight you have there, or, or you know how you see the U.S. national team progressing these next couple of years with the young guys that were in the January camp. Well, well, there's a ton of young talent out there. I, I feel like you know, last year was kind of a lost year, to be honest. And, and I know U.S. soccer will spin it and say this was uh, a down year. You know, it's after the World Cup cycle. It's kind of kind of uh, clean out the forest a little bit. Some rebuilding of the aging year, yeah. trees. We need to knock them down so the so the young growth can come up and and, and rise. And I get that and I buy that. But you know, I, I you know I'll, I'll still to my grave say Landon Donovan should have been on that World Cup team. You know, yep. I still feel at this moment Clint Dempsey. Uh, has tremendous value to the U.S. men's national team if he wants it and, and, and you know, plays at the level that we are accustomed to. But for the first time in, in a while through this January camp, I, I have felt this, this momentum, this offensive momentum, mm-hmm. which is, is even more intriguing to me, where you're saying, wow, we got some guys who are actually fast. I, I feel like it's been a long time since we've had fast American players on the field, guys who can just flat-out beat you. And, and you know what? I'll, I'll sacrifice some skill for speed. You know, uh, I, I feel like maybe that blue-collar ethic is coming back a little bit more. I think we got away from it yes. uh, yeah. for a while, and I, I think we're, we're becoming a little bit more, I, I hesitate to say it, but a little more American. Uh, <laughs> you know, with just we're, we're going to work hard, and we're going to outwork you, and we're going to be fast. And we may not be pretty, we may not be sexy, but, man, we're, we're going to be a pain in the tail to play against. And I feel like we're getting 
back to that. I feel like the optimism is there. But look, last year was a failure. You know, Gold Cup, we bombed out. That yep. was, a, that was a awful. Complete, a train wreck uh, of a tournament for the U.S. Copa America is another big opportunity for us to kind of prove where we are on the international stage. But that's that's not going to be easy. Um, well, I personally, and you know, I would like to see some of our young our young kids that we don't get to see too often. Uh, have an opportunity to to get on the field with an Argentina or, or Brazil or Uruguay or something like that. Yeah, and it's, you know, one of the things is I feel like I will say that it's been constant experimentation. Yeah. And that's that's one thing I'd like to see resolved. There's got to be a point at which you say, you know what, these are the guys, these are the guys we're going with. You can only tinker for so long, honestly, right. before you're like, okay, I ha- you have to know by now at least who you can rely on, at least 15 to 20 guys that you can call into camp consistently and be like, look, I know what you guys can do. I don't need to try to continue to shuffle you guys in and out like a revolving door at a hotel. Yeah, well, you know, I think to a point Jurgen does feel that. I, I think he, he, he does have a big group of uh, talents that he's very comfortable with, but you know, if given the option to have somebody you're comfortable with that's older or somebody that you are growing comfortable with who's younger, you're going to take that second one. And that second one uh, is the type of guy that he's been looking for and, and pushing for. So, um, look, we don't live in a patient society. I'm not a patient guy with the U.S. National. Right. National. <laughs> I'm sure the day I die. But I get frustrated as well as a lot of other fans do, and I get just as elated and excited about them. Uh, as you guys do, and uh, I, I like the fact that there's some optimism. I like the fact that Jurgen, I think maybe has mellowed his tone yes. a little bit yeah. uh, mm-hmm. to, to the media, to the players, to everybody. Where he's he's even become a little more, again, such an odd term, but a little more Americanized. You know, I, I hear it in in the words he uses and the way he presents things. You know, we're we're not in Germany. This is this is America, and and he's getting a little bit of a greater understanding of what the American player is. Which is good to hear, another yeah. Another point is, is, you know, I think there's a lot of people out there who are kind of tired of this German-American experiment. And, you know, there was a time where it's great to find anybody who is an American citizen, no matter where they are and, you know, what to degree their level of loyalty to this country is. But uh, I think people are kind of tiring of it. But I'm loving the fact that, that guys like um, Brooks and company – who were born in Germany uh, and represent our country, but they love this country. And, yes. you know, they, these are guys who make a pact when they were teenagers that if we got a chance to play for the U.S., this is what we want to do. So uh, I, I think that story has been lost a little bit, that, you know, these guys aren't just kind of uh, road warriors who fly in for a couple days, wear the red, white, and blue, and then off they go back to back to Germany. Uh, these, these are more and more, you're seeing more and more of these German-American talents who want to stay in America. They want to come early. They want to leave late. Uh, they want to you know, live their life here. They want a vacation here. So I, I see that as another good thing for the national team. Well, and, and speaking, of, speaking of Germany, we've got a young American over there uh, playing for Borussia Dortmund now, uh, Christian Puselik. Yep. Out uh, of Pennsylvania. Right. Nice little guy. You know, so it's, talk about somebody who really gives you hope as well. Um, and speaking of, speaking of Borussia and, and, and all that, uh, you guys do a great job over there at Fox with covering Champions League. It's, it's really wonderful work. Um, so we're down to the final 16. I'm, I'm sure you saw the uh, Ronaldo sick goal that he had the other day. I mean, day. it took a deflection, <laughs> but it was, no, it was a good goal, honestly, a great cutback. Um, it, we'd, we'd you know, it'd be wrong of us to have you on the show and not ask you about uh, basically who you think may, may take the crown this year. Um, well, you know, I, th- I think the conversation always starts with the two big Spanish clubs. Uh, you could even say the three with Atletico Madrid with what they've done 
you know, domestically and internationally uh, in the Champions League the last couple of years. Yeah, I, I think PSG is a bit of a sleeper. I think, uh, you know, the odds the odds makers have them as you know the number four or five team. I, I think they do have uh, the makeup that can that can make some noise at that level. Uh, outside of that, I'm not sure there's anybody else I'm, I'm willing to put any of my money on. Um, you know, I think it's always a safe bet to go with Barcelona uh, to repeat. You know, the three of them. Those three amigos up top are just, mm-hmm. you know, it's an absolute pleasure to watch. And, and I hope people realize what a fortunate day and age we live in to have all of these absolute world-class talents, not just world-class talents of our time, but of, of generations yeah. on the all-time list. Of, you know, so that's, that's what we're talking about with these with Zlatan and Neymar and Ronaldo and, and Messi and even Suarez now more and more. Uh, to see these guys in their prime, uh, we are really fortunate. We are spoiled soccer fans right now. Yeah, you know, it's. I'm glad you make that point, Rob, because you know I grew up in the 70s and 80s when we had uh, Made in Germany on once a week on PBS. Um, <laughs> yep, so, you and me both. Yeah, like so random NASL game, right? Maybe. <laughs> so not only are we living in a great time where all this talent is alive, but us as Americans actually get to tune in almost every day of the week yeah. to watch these guys play. It's, it's, it's still for me. I sit back and I think about how much the game itself has grown, and I'm, I'm blown away. I'm, I'm living in a time that I always dreamed about. Exactly, and even talking about that, too, from a perspective, I, one of the side jobs that I do is I'm an overnight producer at a radio station, and we always have the TV on, and last night during the, the Sports Center Top Ten, there were two or three different soccer highlights that kept getting shown. I mean, I know there were Champions League and Ronaldo and Messi, but you actually see... Entities like ESPN and Fox as well taking time to take segments out of their you know NFL NBA you know busy schedule saying hey by the way this is what's happening in the world of soccer and it's nice to see that you know these big networks are finally catching on saying hey people actually want to hear about this and want to talk about it so it's nice to see we're not a hundred percent there I don't know if we'll ever compare to what the NFL and NBA and Major League Baseball sure, do but- on a weekly basis but the fact is that it's there and if you want to watch it. You can, and there are specific shows on TV and the radio that you can see that. And then on top of it, uh, this is not kissing up, I promise, but you get guys like Rob Stone, Eric is, Winalda, yeah. uh, Alexi Lalas, um, doing such great job covering. Exactly, and that's the thing about it, too, is that you've got those guys that have those, those paths that, have the that knowledge. can come in. Yep, yep, exactly. Well, Rob Stone, it has been an absolute pleasure, sir. We appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to chat with us here on 2 Up Front. Uh, any parting thoughts or bits of wisdom or a, a funny story about Alexi Lalas before we let you go? <laughs> I'm going uh, to save that for the bar. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll say Viva Wisconsin. Well, we appreciate it, Rob Stone. Rob Stone of Fox Sports joining us here on 2 Up Front. Rob, we will talk to you again in the future. You got it. See you guys. Have a good day. See Thank you, Rob. you. You too. Rob Stone of Fox Sports Soccer. As we wrap up another segment here on to Upfront, we're going to go to a break. When we come back, Simon and I have got a few things we need to talk about in the soccer world, especially MLS, so you're not going to want to miss it. We'll be back with more on to Upfront, presented by Sports Radio America right after this. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Hike the trail? Check. Order takeout? Check. Schedule heart checkup? Done. We've all adapted to a new way of living. Keep your health care on schedule with Johns Hopkins Medicine, where your health and safety are our highest priorities. 
We're ready to care for you through virtual and in-person visits across Maryland and the greater Washington region. Your health, our experts, safely caring for you. Schedule your care now. Learn more at hopkinsmedicine.org forward slash safe.